Hello everyone. Welcome back to my podcast series. You're now listening to the second uh, podcast in the series. So let's begin. Hindus are a global minority. This fact is obvious while looking at the world map, isn't it? But even Hindus alongside other dharmics do not look at themselves this way. This is the blindfold I would like to address today. which is that of an assumed equality across religious identities this particular let's say way of thinking is taught to a secular hindu in schools and in homes from a very very young age meaning she is trained to perceive and receive all religions um whether islamic or christian or dharmic as equal and one you guessed it right it is one of those the secular blindfolds of course the single biggest cause for this is uh, lack of an institutional dharmic education i for example can say that i am a self aware hindu a proud shakta hindu living in a largely abrahamic world in the 21st century i can practice my rituals in private and public but i cannot say that i am an institutionally educated dharmic This is not the case for Abrahamic faiths and some of the other Indic institutions. Dharmic education has been surviving on institutions of family, community and festivals which provide for the occasions of mass gathering, collective puja, satsang, yagna, etc. Think about it. Where did you learn your mantras from? Where did you learn your rituals from? It's from family. I want you to remember this the next time there is an education campaign or a propaganda campaign against hindu gatherings or festivals now let's get back to the equalizing power of the secular lens we can argue that it started when um, sundar vigraha megha sham ganga Tul- tulasi shalagram was distorted into ishwar allah tero naam sabko sanmati de bhagwan The truth is this tendency among dharmic states dates back to the beginning of time again because we are not theologically ordained to be exclusivist the world for dharmics is divided between believers and non-believers for abrahamics it is and the believers of the same faith they consider their family their brotherhood while others they do not this brotherhood not of blood but of belief is visible to the members of the particular brahmic religions but it it is not visible to hindus in fact hindus are some of the most competent deniers of this there's a reason for the same because a secular hindu cannot conceptualize of a self identity as a victim in the world where wherein she is a minority and she has been a persecuted minority for the last 1400 years so she conceptualizes of a self identity which is a part of a false universal brotherhood this universal brotherhood doesn't exist of course this delusion benefits everyone except the hindus themselves because the secular lens provides the very space for which a war can be waged against a pagan society any pagan society any sort of individuals who think they see divine in nature or idols uh, or espouse a faith that asserts independence self exploratory individual uh, independence uh, so all of this 
is at the target of the uh, of a, of abrahamic beliefs we can see it materialize in so many ways with mass proselytizing in tribal areas the people who are essentially the worshipers of the soil the adivasis they worship the soil the mountains the rivers are being converted to what christians deem to be one true faith of the one true god aren't pagans being turned against their own nature the fault lines of a dharmic society and the diversity of the dharmic society that doesn't require you to conform to an identity is being exploited here my only hope is that we be aware the second feature of secularizing lens is that it has been it has cancelled from hindu mind all sense of a need for a defense for ourselves because we are to trust the state the indian state for the same there can be a long essay so as to why the indian state would not cater to the exact ways in which the well-being of hindus and other dharmics have to be protected but that is for another time i will uh, present a short and recent example instead there are protests against a person called um, narsimhanand saraswati for allegedly insulting prophet muhammad by citing none other than quran itself so the crowds are con- called called on by local clerics leaders of masjids and mazars and a huge crowd uh, you know can be uh, can be seen shouting sir tan se juda that means they want the death of this person who uh, allegedly insulted their prophet now uh, the idea of pan islamism the idea that the whole world one day is destined to be converted to islam is something that is derived from quran itself uh, so you can see how dangerous it is or how um, not so convenient it is to quote something out of that particular book or to uh, quote something or to talk about something in context of quran which is uh, not particularly in favor of that particular religion so it is not a surprise that the locals of the area will participate in such protests with the chants of la ilaha illallah meaning there is no other god than allah mind you this is the same chant that is uh, you know shouted in your ears while azan goes on this is in itself in an ideal world would alert hindu hindus to the breeding pan islamism in their neighborhood besides their shops and practically every muslim populated area you walk into if you think that education in liberal or uh, secular values for uh, for the muslims is the antidote i'm sorry to say that still doesn't solve our problems for this reason, very reason i invite you to read the long apology as posted by the supposed liberal muslim scholars of the same slogan la ilaha illallah saying that it is the foundation of muslim identity and muslims have every right to use it well this is exactly what we are saying aren't we so please uh, let's look into it the indian state is the conglomerate of leftover colonial powers yes i'm using it in plural 
it is valid to argue that the state doesn't really understand the specific issues that the non-Abrahamic population face on the level of freedom and security because the last two inva- invaders have been Abrahamics. And this is because a large number of Hindus themselves are blind to see any threat in what is a walking plan to massacre them. Thus, we do not train ourselves for defense. In fact, the psychological hand- handicap goes a step further. In the world where pan-Islamists and staunch Abrahamics are the leaders of the cult of equality, a doubting Hindu, or should I say a bewildered Hindu, caters to the false persecution complex of everyone around him or her that have won the victimhood game. She happily caters to the caste angle, gender or woman angle, refugee angle of the assumed victimhoods of the very people seeking to proselytize or murder her. This is a sorry state indeed and literally what I hope for is a little bit of self-awareness. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to the second uh, podcast in the series. Please uh, be in touch for the third podcast as well and uh, and uh, Uh, thank you for tuning in. Jai Sia Ram.